Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking about visiting Morocco, and it's a country that we've both been to twice. And we had very different experiences both times. So we're going to do a two-part episode talking about our first experience and then our second experience because they were quite different, right? They were, yes. And the first experience was actually not with the two of us together. We didn't even know each other at that time. But oddly enough, I think we both kind of had a similar experience when in our first time going to Morocco, even though they were two separate trips and they were individual trips. Yeah, so I think we were both at a similar stage in our traveling lives, which is that we'd been to Western Europe, um, and then you'd obviously come from the US, I'd come from Australia, so we'd only been to first world countries, and Morocco was completely different. Mm -hmm. This was many, many years ago, so it was 16 years ago, and yeah, as you said, we actually went within about six months of each other, uh, even though we didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. And So do you remember why you wanted to go in the first place? Um, I think I was a little bit lost at that point. I had been working in France for a while and had quit my job there because I didn't like it. But I didn't like the job, but I loved being in Europe and I didn't want to go back to the States. But I didn't really know what I wanted to do or what I could do in Europe and how I could stay there, how I could live there and work there legally. So I was just kind of traveling around aimlessly, just searching for my new direction in life. And I think someone had suggested it to me I when I was staying in Paris inside a bookstore, which maybe that is a whole another episode that we can do sometime, but I was living briefly in a bookstore in Paris and there were lots of people coming through who would who would stay there for a little while and I met a woman who said she was going to Morocco and I think that that was the first time I'd ever even considered Morocco um, because at that point my idea of travel was really just Western Europe and I hadn't really looked beyond those borders yet. Yeah, I mean, my story, in a way, is similar, in a way, it's different. I just started traveling in Europe, and I was only 21 at the time, and I arrived in London, I saw my brother Mark in London, then I went to France, spent a little bit of time in France, a little bit of time in Spain, and then I was in the south of Spain, and, and Morocco was right there. Mm. Uh, and so I thought, okay, why not? Um, but I'd only been traveling for a few weeks, you know, in very easy countries for a travel. Uh, I didn't know anything about Morocco at all. Um, I was completely unprepared. I was really a bad traveler at that time. Mm. I think I only really learned how to be a traveler once I met you and we started going to more different places. Um, but basically, you can take a boat across the Straits of Gibraltar from the south of Spain to Morocco. And so it seemed pretty easy. The boat's quite a short trip. And so I said, okay, why not? Let's go mm -hmm. uh, and see what it's like on the other side. But I had no idea what I was getting into with Morocco. Yeah, me neither. I was also pretty unprepared. Uh, I remember I had a guidebook to Spain and Portugal, and it included a tiny little section in the back of the guidebook on Morocco, because, like you said, it is so accessible from the south of Spain. You can just take this quick boat trip, and a lot of people do that. Uh, even if it's just for a few days, they tack on a few days onto 
their trip in Spain. So this guidebook had decided to put in a short section on Morocco, and I thought that was enough. Um, but it wasn't. And But more than just the logistic information that I was lacking, I was also completely unprepared for the experience of... Of, of traveling in a developing country. Yeah, me too, completely. And I didn't even have any kind of guidebook that included Morocco. I had a Western Europe book and that was it. So I really had no idea what it was going to be like. And mm. I remember just uh, basically when I was on the boat, I made friends with an English guy, Sam, who I'm still in touch with, um, because we had this sh amazing shared experience together in Morocco. Um, and so we arrived in Tangier, which is the port of Morocco. And Tangier is awful. Mm -hmm. And I just hated it. <laughs> um, and I, I've never been back to it, even though we've been back to Morocco. But it's always this, the example of a town that I give that I just hated. Um, you just get off the boat and you're just you're just swamped by all these people coming, taxi drivers, other people trying to take you places. And I'd never experienced that before. I'd never mm -hmm. seen touts or mm -hmm. people really trying to uh, attach themselves to you for, you know, trying to get something out of you. Mm -hmm. um, and I just didn't know how to deal with it, you know, because I also didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. Mm -hmm. So later we've learned to be confident and to you know, have an idea of where you're going so that you, you know, you don't look lost or you don't attract these types of people. Mm -hmm. But at that time, that wasn't the case. And so I was just uh, completely ripe, I guess, for these people <laughs> to just come and attach them to me. And my friend Sam was also in a similar situation. Um, and so we just had to fight off all of these people, but it was hard to know who to trust or who to believe mm -hmm. or, or what was true and what wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really didn't like it. Yeah, I definitely remember arriving in the port in Tangier and also being completely overwhelmed and, yeah, surrounded by people who were trying to get my money in some way. Or um, Also, I had the added situation of being a 20-something-year-old girl traveling on her own and getting a lot of unwanted attention from men in a way that I had not experienced before. And that was completely overwhelming to me and I realized straight away that I didn't want to be in this country on my own. I didn't want to travel on my own. Uh, so luckily I met some other people in the hostels that I stayed in and ended up traveling with them for a while. So I traveled with a group of Australian girls, well young women my age, um, for a few days and then later I traveled with another group of people, some Canadians and an Australian, kind of a mixed group, and I think some American, two American guys as well. And eventually I ended up coming back to Portugal with some of them. They had been working in a bar in Lagos, Portugal, and so I went back to Portugal with them and got a job in the same bar. And I'm still in touch with them, with a couple of those people as well. So it all worked out well in the end. But yeah, that first day in Tangier was pretty hairy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely got better for me as well. Uh, we went down to Fez straight away and then we met some other people on the train, some other travelers who had at least a guidebook and at least knew a little <laughs> bit more than, than we did and they knew where they were staying in Fez and things like that. And then that next day, that second day, and Fez was just amazing because I'd never seen a city like that. Um, just this old city, very narrow streets, very basic standards of living. Uh, Fez is described as a living medieval city. Um, just the markets and and just everything, the noises and the colors and, and 
the the sense of the flavors of spices and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff and gosh i just love that but we went a group of us uh we got a guide who took us around fez and i just remember thinking if, if we didn't have him we wouldn't have known where to go or what to do or we wouldn't have had any idea at all so it's funny looking back now thinking of the kind of um raw traveler that i was at the time i didn't know anything i didn't know how to do anything but um that's what it, that's what it was so it was a big kind of wake-up call to go to Morocco mm. and and understand what it was like to travel in, in a place like that. Yeah, and so did that leave you wanting more of that kind of travel or were you, was it too much at the time? No, initially it was too much. I, we were there for eight days um, and some parts we really enjoyed, but both Sam and I got got really sick as well um, so once we got back to Spain we were really happy to be back in Spain but it was an eye-opening experience so um, I think for at that time I did wasn't really that keen to go back but then you know later on I met you and then we started doing seriously a lot of travel in the in the third world mm -hmm. or in the developing countries and then I got really a taste for it again and, and really loved it after that but that first time it was just too much for me at that time I just wasn't ready for it yeah yeah, I wasn't ready for it either, but I was very lucky to to find people who I was comfortable with and, you know, who I could enjoy it with them. I felt much safer traveling in a group. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty overwhelming for me too. And then, of course, uh, the next year, or in fact, later that year we met and then we uh, became a couple the year after that. Mm -hmm. And then, so we went back to Morocco six years after our first trip, and thankfully we were much more experienced and knew what to expect, <laughs> and I think we had a much better experience because of that. Yeah, and we can talk about that in another episode. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Mm -hmm.